0: It's time for JT the Brick. Hey JT, how you doing man? A lot of people think this is the year of the Chargers. Vegas handicappers, NFL insiders. Fortunately, I've been down this road before. Another reminder that the Chargers didn't make the playoffs last year. NFL Network. Another reminder that the Chargers did not make the playoffs last year. They lost. In Las Vegas. Get me some anti-charger stuff in here now. Sound off like you got a pair. J.T. the Brick. They have the choke gene. They choke. The Chargers with the C. they choke. I should have nine lines packed every segment destroying the Chargers. Use the phone like a weapon. I want an all-out assault from the Raider Nation on the opposition.
1: Just win, baby. And now,
0: here's J.T. the Brick. Hour number two, the final hour of the week. What a week we had here. Thanks to everybody. Damon running the show today for Bobby. Thanks to all of our proud partners here on Raider Nation Radio, including our friends at Virgin Hotels Las Vegas, where I am hosting my podcast again in two weeks in the lobby there. All the great restaurants, the theater, all the great events at Virgin Hotels. Used to be the Hard Rock, now it's Virgin Hotels. I love it there. The restaurants from One Steakhouse to Casa Calaverde, especially my friends at Olives who do a great job. If you're looking for great Italian and unbelievable food, head on out to Olives at Virgin Hotels. A lot of news today. I'm sticking with the Raiders, but uh, Lamar Jackson failed to come to an agreement on his contract. So there's no deal for Lamar Jackson, which is big. Now, the Ravens can franchise tag him the next couple of years. You have $45 million in a franchise tag, but they probably want to do it. I think it's a big risky move for Lamar Jackson. His mom's his agent didn't get a deal done. How do you not get a deal done in this era? Deshaun Watson got 240 million guaranteed. Patrick Mahomes just got paid and so did Aaron Rodgers. How do you how do you not slot the number and pay him? He better be careful. If he gets hurt, there's a significant catastrophic injury. I hope it's not. The amount of money he could leave on the table is crazy. Um, and then the other big news today, Major League Baseball is getting rid of the shift, which is good. That's now official today, starting next year. You know how many base hits don't happen anymore and guys are batting 220 because they hit a, they rip a base hit up the middle and there's a guy standing over second base when there's three guys on the right side of the infield? You can't hit. can't get a hit in the league. It's like everybody just shifts. And these guys don't bunt. They don't go the other way. The Premier League, which I love Tottenham, my, my soccer team, suspended after the death of the Queen. I woke up early today, 5 a.m., watched all the Queen coverage and King Charles' speech. Well, that was some riveting television. Man, they know how to do it in Great Britain, man. The gun salutes and the cannons. and yeah, It was pretty incredible television today, no doubt about that. And Buffalo won last night. They dominated the Rams. Rams are nonchalant. They don't care about the preseason. No one plays. <laughs> the coaches like, got married. Everybody takes some time off. Aaron Donald was going to retire. He comes back. They didn't play much. They got smoked. Buffalo was the real deal, and Buffalo needed to win that game. That's my Super Bowl pick. They showed up and we're ready to go. Vic Tafer will join us in five minutes uh, from the Raiders, from the Athletic, and he was in the locker room today. He had a pushback, so I'm really looking forward to hearing what he has to say. So, Vic, in about five minutes, my friend, just win Wendy, who always comes to see me at the torch on the pregame show. I appreciate that. How are you?
2: I'm good. How are you? I'm. I'm I know how you're doing. I know how you're doing. It's Chargers week. Yep. we're gonna we're we're gonna get down. Okay. So my keys to the game mm-hmm. is, is one thing, but I just want to say I agree with you on, on Justin Herbert. I mean, he's, he's a big guy, and he's got an incredible arm. And this is not, you know, Philip Rivers' Chargers anymore. So they are a, a formidable opponent for sure. So my keys to the game are get the ball, uh, uh, the, you know, blank word before ball, out of justin herbert's hands i want a lot of pressure i want a lot of quarterback pressures i want at least two sacks in the first half and i want a turnover in the secondary i want to see them get the ball away from herbert and then you know derek's gonna do what he's gonna do i mean we got so many weapons i don't even care what they do you know it's like Okay, so run a slant, and run a slant, you know, uh, 13 one way, 17 the other way, and whoever's good gets the ball. So I, mm-hmm. I'm happy to watch the offense, but the defense, you've got to get that ball away from Justin Herbert. And that's what we got to do.
0: Thanks, Wendy. I appreciate it. Wendy's a good fan. She's a super fan. She really does a nice job. Appreciate her checking in here, no doubt about it. It's, it's been fun to talk about this. It's been really fun to talk about this the last couple of days with the fans, the great fans of the Raider Nation, because we don't really know what's going to happen with Josh McDaniels. We're waiting to see what's going to happen. We don't know yet. We don't know what he's going to do. But I do know this, and I buy into the hype, and I think it's important hype, is that this is a guy who's going to change the game plan dramatically, dramatically from game to game. I'm looking forward to that. I want to know what that's going to look like. What's it going to look like when I'm watching a Raider game on a Sunday and then the following Sunday it's a completely different game plan. What will that look like? And I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. It's going to be cool to watch and they did it they did that often, but we forget they did that often because of what happened with Brady. We just thought that Brady went out there and won every game and he's a goat and he threw for 300 yards and all of that. No, a lot of a lot of the times Brady went out there and he executed the offense. And he executed the offense in a big way. Let me get back to one more thing that I saw that no one in media saw. Just like five people. And I'll I'll take this with me the rest of my life. In the year that the Raiders opened the stadium, there were no fans allowed. And there were minimum, minimum media. So there's only a few of us in the building. Raiders media, just a couple of approved people, and then the broadcast team. Brett Musburger, Lincoln Kennedy, myself, Eric Allen. That year when the Raiders opened up the stadium, they played Drew Brees. They played Tua. They also played Fitzpatrick. They played Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Phillip Rivers. Marcus Mariota played. Derek Carr played. And also Drew Locke played from Denver. So if you're looking at everybody who came in and played in all those games, okay? So two of the quarterbacks are the top four of all time. All time. Brady and Breeze. Okay? So I saw them live in a building which was empty. You could hear the coaches talk, not scream, to the players. It was the most surreal thing I ever saw. So all those guys I mentioned, and Brady, when he was here, had five touchdowns, four in the air, one on the ground. So I tell this people all the time, the best quarterback I saw clearly was Herbert. And people are like, what are you talking about? You saw Brady? You saw Rivers? You saw." I go, no, no, you're missing my point. The game I was there that I watched Herbert play was... It was life-changing to see him play at that level and go, oh, my God, I didn't realize he was that good. He wasn't that good at Oregon. He was very good. He wasn't a Heisman Trophy candidate or winner. He was just one of those guys who watched his footwork, his arm, the arm angles, the length of the passes, and the the speed of the ball. And I said, man, that's the best guy I saw play that year. Now, the next year, it changed, right? Herbert came in, and he lost the game against Derek. I said, Derek outplayed him in that game. Herbert was great on fourth down. So that changed, but... The first time that I saw Herbert play live in Vegas in front of nobody, I walked out of that saying, this is an issue, and the Raiders are going to have to act accordingly and build their team to stop Mahomes, which I was totally drinking the Kool-Aid on that with Gruden. Gruden told me privately that what they're doing is they're going to build a team with certain principles to beat Patrick Mahomes, because they had to see Mahomes over a decade. Gruden had a 10-year deal. And then have you know some other styles of play that were going to be based in winning. But it was to stop Kansas City. And Josh McDaniels I don't think is like that. I think Josh McDaniels, and I don't know this to be accurate, but I think what he's going to do is Josh McDaniels is going to build the team that everybody else is going to have to match up against. He's not going to build the team to beat Kansas City or to beat Justin Herbert. He's going to build the team the way the Patriots did, that you have to find a way to figure them out. They'll figure you out. But you're going to have to figure out a way to stop Josh McDaniel's playbook because his playbook is really elaborate and really intense, and it's more battle tested than any other coach in NFL history on the offensive side. You know, going back to Don Shula, going back to the great cowboy years with Troy Aikman and the triplets, going back to the Patriots. No one has more experience in the coach's room, in the quarterback room. With the head coach, that would be Belichick, and Josh McDaniels. All of that knowledge needs to now seep into the Raiders quickly as an organization from top down. Dave Ziegler and Josh, and I think they're going to do that. And I I think they would have did that if they went to another team. I think we're fortunate to get him here in Vegas. If he would have took a job in Indy a few years ago or passed on that and waited now and took another job. Say Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler went to the Giants. I think they'd have the same fundamentals with the Giants that the Raiders have now, and the Giants would be in a better place. So I'm excited that these guys are here because they work together, and they're not making that up. They went to college together, they work together, and they seem to know what each guy is thinking of. So I'm pretty impressed with that when it comes to that coming up here. I'm hoping that that system and theory works. Flip the game plan week to week. Run the ball one week, don't pass it as much. The next week, throw it 45 times because Josh sees something in the matchup that just jumps out at him, and then he goes back into his expertise and goes, I got the playbook for that. I remember I called this game in 2014 against the Jets at the Meadowlands with Tom Brady because we see the similar type of look and personnel and scheme of this team, and we're going to be able to get that done. 702 365 9200. Don't slow down, man. Don't slow me down on a Friday. we got a big show coming up here. Big one coming up on Sunday, pre and post game. Uh, Vic Tapher is going to join us in a moment here as we continue on. And then the best of Josh McDaniels. A uh, little bit of the conversation that I had with him. It was a 40 minute special, The State of the Team. If you didn't get a chance to see it, it's up on YouTube and it's ready to roll. And the Raiders are going to put it up at Raiders.com and on Facebook and all that. We want. We wanted you to hear it here on Raider Nation Radio. Coming up here momentarily, as we get going. So the tennis is on. We're watching tennis. Damon is here, waiting to get Vic on. Bobby's out today. We got Motley Crue, Def Leppard, and the concert tonight. And we'll figure that all out. And uh, it should be a pretty good weekend here. The heat turning down. Golf turning down. Heat and hey, Damon. Let's. So we got him. We're waiting on Vic in a second here. So I think we got him right now. As Vic Taffer is kind enough to join us from The Athletic, you've already had a busy day. Vic, what's it like with these early press conferences, figuring out when the locker room's open? How has your life changed under this new regime?
3: Yeah, just in general, being back in the locker room is pretty awesome. I miss talking to the players. It's good to kind of, uh, get real sense of what's going on. But everyone's excited. Everyone, yeah, this is it. And finally, uh, through all the dress rehearsals and, uh. We'll see
0: what they really have on on Sunday. Vic, uh, I basically read everything you wrote. You did a great job, as always, in the preseason and training camp. From beginning to end, from the concept of building the roster to the final 53, to the health of the team, the players that they cut that we expected both to be on the team, give me your big picture on how they navigated this long, long preseason and training camp.
3: That's me. I mean, they've answered a lot of the questions. The one that everyone's asking about, I've the line, and they're pretty confident they got that figured out, so we'll see. I mean they got uh Jermaine Alamanois kinda of stepped up to the right tackle spot. Leslie Cotton will be the guy next to him, so those guys are gonna be huge. But um overall everyone's confident, you know, they went four and all in the preseason, season, which is not really important, but kind of the stress on fundamentals and on discipline and how the guys did things the right way. Everyone liked that, so Everyone's uh, very positive going into the game on, on Sunday.
0: Vic is our guest. What did you see with the Luminor when you took a look at the tape? And, you know, you're in the locker room now. Did he comfortably win that position? Because once Leatherwood was gone, obviously everyone was concentrating on him. And were you surprised that Dave Ziegler didn't get a right tackle on cutdowns from another team?
3: I was a little bit, but I think Jermaine took advantage of the situation. Definitely he's worked hard. He's in good shape. and A veteran guy who knows what the coaches want from being from their own you know the competition kind of uh, it kind of fell to him because you mentioned Leatherwood. You know, kind of um, you know didn't, uh, didn't do very well. Kind of lost his confidence, and the you got know, Brandon Parker got hurt. So I think um, he became the best option and did a good enough job. I think in practice they like feel like they can go with him and, and it'll be all right.
0: Vic Taper is our guest. So Vic, this is tough for me. All the years I've been with the team and trying to like at least have a vibe on what's going to happen in a certain game. This one's unique, the home opener in L.A. for the Raiders, as they'll have a lot of fans there, but the Chargers having this game on their turf. I, I just don't know if they're going to want to throw it a lot with Devontae or are they going to want to get conservative and pass protect and run screens, or is this a matchup where you think they can run the ball really successfully to keep Herbert on the sidelines? What are you
3: thinking? Yeah, if they're going to have to. They're going to have to run the ball. They get him on, not only on the sidelines, but also kind of keep uh... – like Phil Mack and, and Bosa on the heels a little bit. I think you can't just try and throw the ball against those guys. But you're right. It's been kind of hard to get a read on what they're going to do. Josh and the new regime are done a good job of keeping things kind of quiet. The players are definitely bought in. So it is hard to kind of know what's going to happen. I'll be on a of surprises, I think, on Sunday, not only offensively, but also who plays where on defense.
0: I know you talked to Hunter Renfro in his locker. I'm looking at your Twitter feed. What do you like about what's going on with him, another healthy guy who – has played well. He even had that big special teams breakup when he broke that punt, fake punt. Uh, he's He's got his head on a swivel here, and there's a big spot for him, especially if Devontae and Waller are going to be doubled.
3: It is. I like everyone's trying to figure out what his is going to be, his numbers are going to be affected by Devontae coming on. But I think people are forgetting just how much Hunter improved last year. There's no reason why he can't make another jump this year. The guy is clearly... Uh, you know, very hard work. He has a balance of, of the game and a savvy kind of beat guys off the last three always working his craft. So I think he's a guy that could definitely improve on last year. it's Hard to stop him, but I think you still get a higher ceiling higher than he's shown so far.
0: Vic, I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks about John Abram and what happens with him. Again, this is a guy that's got to keep the ball in front of him. And you know that the Chargers are scheming to try to get him to bite and to get one of those receivers over the top. Trayvon Merrig, Harmon, what we could see at the safety position here. What did you see from Jonathan Abram in the preseason, and how comfortable are you with him there? Will he get a lot of snaps in this game?
3: I'll be honest with you, too, I have no idea. I yeah. think uh, he's done with the vast of him. He Obviously, he's bought in. He's tried to, like you said, I think it's more under control and not so, be so jumpy. But, you know, they brought our Harmon in there. Everyone swears by him. a veteran guy, mm-hmm. former Patriot. kind of good like, center field and definitely a team captain. So I'm not sure how much Harmon's going to play or how much it affects Abel. be like a nickel linebacker may, may be his best spot for dropping, But, yeah, it's one of the things that really I really have no idea what's going to happen until I see it on, on Sunday. Hey, Vic, last one. Josh
0: Jacobs didn't have his fifth-year option picked up. I mean, you know his his personality more than I do. Seeing him in the locker room at practice, do you think he's kind of pissed and bitter and going to run angry and hard, or is he just the same old Josh and going to do his job and do it to the best of the ability?
3: What do you expect from him? Yeah, I think he has to have a tip on his shoulder. I think he does. i I like talked to him a little bit and just him in the locker room, and he knows. I mean, this is a big year for him. He has to have a lot to prove, not only to the Raiders' boss, but. All the teams run the league. He wants a contract next year. I think it will be a community approach. But he'll have the chance to kind of like be the main guy. He runs well. He's in great shape. He'll have the chance to kind of himself a little bit and keep being the number one guy in that rotation. Thanks, Vic. Safe travels to L.A.
0: I appreciate you coming on with us as always. All right, bud. Take care. Vic Tafer from The Athletic. And he's in the locker room now, and he's talking to these guys. And, I look at his uh, information to Sean Reed. their columns every day. They do a nice job at the Athletic. That's an important point. I wanted to get him on the record here with Josh Jacobs. What's his personality like? Is he pissed? Is he running with a chip? Is he coming out of the game for Zeus and looking like, Whoa, wait a second, I'm, I want to be in the game. How, how is he going to handle all this? I tell you, we are not sitting here today talking about the Raiders with 10 wins if this is not for Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was outstanding. The last month of the season, when guys couldn't get out of the tub, guys weren't healthy, the Raiders' season was on the verge of falling apart, and what happened? Josh Jacobs ran the ball violently and hard. And Hunter Renfro played well. Derek played well. Other guys, uh, that's how Perryman went to the Pro Bowl. They stepped up when they had to. They stepped up when they had to, and they did a nice job. And then they got better. I thought they got better in the offseason. God, I'm sick of talking about this offensive line. Aren't you, everybody? Don't you want to see him play? Don't you want to see this offensive line and for us to have something positive to talk about on Monday? Hopefully that's the case, as we're brought to you by SalmonashInjuryLaw.com. Salmonash, because you deserve what's right. Saw a bad accident this morning. Bunch of people taking pictures. I refer everybody to SamAndAshInjuryLaw.com.
2: Stay to the team with Josh McDaniels next. Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show. Brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas. The newest property on the Strip. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, turn
0: it up. Def Leppard playing tonight in Vegas. They had the residency over at Virgin, which was fantastic. Is there a competition between Motley Crue and Def Leppard tonight? And it's Craig in our big production and giveaway. And the marketing department told me, Poison has won the tour. They've been the best band on this global tour. So that shows tonight at Allegiant Stadium. I'll be there for that. Uh, The injury report we just got from the Raiders. The only Raider on the injury report is today, Divine Diablo, wrist. Uh, He did practice fully today. Uh, Came back with the Chargers, J.C. Jackson, ankle, ankle. Has not practiced all week. His status is doubtful going into this game. We do not want to see him. But maybe you want to see him banged up? This would be the game to see it. It's too risky for the Chargers to play him. He's a great player. They can't injure him at the start of the year and further damage him. You would think they'd sit out. And they got the Thursday night game against Kansas City. So they got got a tough schedule right out of the gate, too. Raiders' schedule is very tough. So I'm excited about this. I sat down with the coach for the state of the team. I've had the honor of anchoring that every year the last couple of years, especially in Vegas. So Josh McDaniels and I were inside the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center in the field house on a stage with about 100 fans who were able to win, season ticket holders, PSL holders who were able to see it, and then the streaming audience. This is part one of our conversation. Have a warm welcome for the head coach of the Silver and Black, Josh McDaniels. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Coach we got about a little bit more than a week out. How are you feeling tonight?
1: I feel excited. Um, you know, we, we, we made the cut down this week, and so we kind of, uh, we know who we're working with going forward, and uh, the guys had a great week of work. I uh, just finished up a practice in the heat of the day in full pads, and um, their effort and attitude, if that's an indicator of what we're gonna get uh, on September 11th, I think we're gonna be real excited.
0: And what did that day mean to you and your family?
1: It was really special. Um, you know, when I came here for the interview, um, you could tell right away that this place is different. Um, you know, that this this symbol and, and what it stands for, uh, the commitment that Mr. Davis has made, uh, this place that we work in, uh, that we call home. Um, you walk through some of the hallways and you see all the Hall of Famers. Uh, it's just a different place, you know, with such rich and to have my opportunity uh, at a second time to do this, uh, be in this place, um, was really, really important to me. Um, and I knew right when I interviewed this would be a place that I would say yes if, if he offered the opportunity to me and I was very fortunate that that happened. Tell everyone you have such a great deep history with Dave
0: Ziegler. Take us back to the history and how that chemistry helped you build the roster.
1: Yeah, I met Dave, uh, I was a freshman in college, and we were recruiting Dave um, to come play football at John Carroll, and uh, I was his host, so uh, we hit it off right away. You know, he's a a smart guy who's really detailed, disciplined, comes from a great family. Um, You know, we we grew over uh, our time together at John Carroll and, um, you know, played receiver together. Um, competed together lived together uh, you know in a a house when I was a senior Uh, so we really became good friends very respectful of one another Um, he and I are not the same kind of person Uh, Dave's got a little uh, wild side to him um, in a good way Um, but uh, no he's 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 as honest as the day is long he'll tell you the truth no matter if you want to hear it or not Um, And that's really something that I thought would would work well together in this type of an environment, you know, where your opinions are important, uh, but you don't want to surround yourself with people that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. Uh, Dave definitely doesn't do that. And so uh, between the two of us, we try to come up with the right answers uh, and make decisions together, but he's a great partner.
0: Now, you talked about depth at every position, and I want to talk about the culture as you brought the roster down to 53. How important was that to have competition every day here in this building to get to that roster?
1: We told them right from the beginning that that's what would determine their role. Uh, we, we're just going to put them in positions to have a chance to compete. And uh, what they did on the field would be the thing that was really the most important to us. Uh, well, all we were going to do was evaluate it. Um, but we gave everybody an opportunity. We wanted to bring in as much competition as we could when we got to 90. Uh, So that when we went to, you know, the spring ball and and into training camp, that everybody felt that competition in their individual rooms. Um, It's my belief, and Dave feels the same way, that competition makes everybody better, uh, and we're in the business of improving. And so our players need to get better every day. And I think our team responded the right way to that competition. Now,
0: I want to get into these high IQ players. That's another big part yep. of your past and coming here to the Raiders, not only on the field, but in the film and meeting rooms. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, well, we you heard us say it in the introductory press conference. We wanted to have a tough, smart football team uh, that can play well under pressure and to me, you know, the, what does that mean? Well, we just want to try not to beat ourselves, you know, and, and a lot of times in the NFL, the games are decided by seven points or less. And, you know, if, if you're the team that has 12 penalties for 110 yards and, you know, made two or three poor decisions and turned the ball over, uh, you end up losing. So, um, you know, I thought our players have really responded to that. Uh, we've asked them to do certain things a little differently. Uh, you know, I was, I was pleased with what we what we did in the preseason. Again, that doesn't guarantee anything going into the regular season but uh, not turning the ball over in four games was an important thing for us Uh, we had less than 100 yards and penalties in four games combined so we're trying to learn how to not lose the game you know and and then then go ahead and make all the other explosive plays and do all the other things that everybody wants to see so um, before you have before you win you have to not lose and so we think that comes into play when you're out there and you you make smart choices what is something that raider nation should
0: know about patrick Graham?
1: he's special (laughs) yeah he's special and he's uh he's a great person and uh he's really smart you know and and he does a great job of leading our defense um and and our staff you know our, our defensive staff so um we were so fortunate to have a chance to have him added to our staff when we did and um and he he's one of the hardest working guys that i've ever been around uh, he's brought an attitude to our defense, um, and and there's you know there's some things that we're doing this year that you know maybe you know the guys haven't done before, uh, but he's a good teacher and he's going to get him to do it right. Well, let's talk
0: about the preseason and the defense and how happy you are after the four preseason wins.
1: Yeah, um, you know I think we're we're learning exactly how we want to play, and uh, you know and we think that that will continue as we go into the regular season. You know we're not a finished product, so um, but. You know, want to try to be able to stop the run, play physical up front. Um, you know, defend the deep part of the field, not give up a bunch of big plays. We didn't do that in the preseason, uh, and then we want to get after the football. You know, so we were able to create some turnovers. I think our guys are very aware of the ball uh, and when it's loose from a runner or a passer, uh, and they're and they're trying to do the right things there in terms of creating turnover opportunities for themselves. So putting in that defensive scheme worked
0: out really well. Everybody kind of bought into it and has been following what you've been telling them.
1: Yes, no doubt. They uh, they know, they, they see the benefits of it, you know, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to be multiple so that we can help ourselves. You know, when you play uh, the Chargers or the Chiefs or the Broncos, I mean, they're not the same teams. Right. So you don't want to defend them the same way. If you defend them the same way, ultimately you can get in trouble. So we what that means to us is we have to be multiple enough smart enough to change gears a little bit to try to defend their best players and uh, try to, you know, protect our weaknesses if we have them. And, um, you know, so that's, that's what we're hard at work doing. The players are giving us everything to have. Um, you know, every, every opportunity we have on the practice field, we tell them we either win or we learn. So we either had a great rep and we won or we're going to learn from it, you know, and so there's a positive to both let's begin
0: with chandler jones how excited are you that you don't have to prepare for him on sundays
1: it's uh it's a good feeling that he's uh in silver and black and uh you know i was in new england when when we drafted chandler so uh, i saw him as a young guy and and kind of working his way up and saw the kind of player he became how he went about his day-to-day business Um, this guy's a professional in every sense of the word Uh, does a great job uh, in a locker room really helps the young players uh but he he's he's making a difference you know and he's an exciting piece for us to have um you know we got some guys that can rush the quarterback
0: no doubt how was he so important to add to the team what was the priority with him
1: yeah we knew uh you know we we had yannick on the other side and and uh we knew we were heading into last year of the contract and so honestly it it was kind of a an opportunity that was presented to us where we kind of looked at it from two different ways and we're able to bring rock you sent over mm-hmm. in the trade with with Indy, um, you know, and sent Yannick there, and then at the same time, uh, culminate the deal with Chandler. So we kind of replaced the edge rusher, if you will, um, and you know, have Chandler under contract for multiple years, and then also added ourselves a, a quality corner. So uh, it was just a good opportunity to try to improve the football team, and uh, we felt like that was important. You know, Max gets a lot of attention, and so it's important to have somebody on the other side that. You know, if they want to slide all the protections that way or what have you, that uh, there's somebody else over on the other side that can do some damage. Now, you coach
0: some of the most dynamic playmakers of all time. Where does Devontae fit in? Let's talk about what you've seen since both of you came into the building together.
1: Um, this guy is uh, unique, he's unique. Um, he's an incredible human being and a uh, really special character, um, very bright, very intelligent, um, one of our very hardest workers, no question about it. And I'm not sure that I've coached many people that compete like he does every day. Um, when he takes a rep in 101, it's like it's the last play of the last game of the season. Um, he's, he wants to win everything that he's doing. And so he's brought that attitude, that drive uh, to our organization. Um, he's added a tremendous amount of leadership, um, confidence. Um, swagger uh, to our team, and uh, you know he's he he's been he's been as productive as he's been in his career for many reasons, and we're we're getting to see him every day. That says a lot. I wanted to talk about his chemistry
0: that he had with Derek at Fresno State. When you looked at film back then, and you see yep. the film after practice, what have you seen?
1: We're running two different offenses, but it seems like they don't they don't notice the difference. You know, so they're uh, they really I mean they have a real Uh, a real unique connection between the two of them you know they've obviously thrown the ball a lot to each other Um, you know going back many many years and uh, have a great chemistry on and off the field which I think is important Um, they read body language well Um, they can kind of see each other's eyes and know okay this is what you're thinking I'm thinking the same thing Um, some things like that take years to to practice and develop and uh, we're fortunate that we're having an opportunity to start a little ahead of the game.
0: Well, let's credit Dave Ziegler here on pulling this deal off. I mean, yep. he's playing with Aaron Rodgers, yep. great franchise, and able to get him. We knew the chemistry that he had with Derek, yep. but a lot of times you don't think you're going to be able to get a player like that, and then you pull it off. What did Dave do with you to pull this deal off?
1: He did a lot. Yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, no, he, he was hard at work for, for a while. Um, you know, and, and we, look, we're, we're just trying to improve our team in any way that we can. That was the entire offseason, and that's what he does every day. You know he's trying to do that right now um you know and so uh when you think about having opportunities like this there's not many of these that come along you know there's not many times you pick the phone up and they say you know this is a possibility and you're talking about a player of this caliber um so you know whenever that happens you listen you take the information in and then you see what you know what's best for your football team and i thought dave did a great job of navigating that whole situation um, and we're very fortunate that he's a Raider.
0: Well, coach, there's a recurring theme here about character and what it means to you and Dave. Why was it so important to get these three deals done, the extensions?
1: They're they're three of our very best leaders and uh, three of our very best players. And so, um, to me, the best teams I've been on, uh, you know, your your best players are also your captains, your leaders, the guys that everybody follows. And uh, it was quickly apparent to Dave and I that uh, these three uh, videos you just showed, that our team responds to them. And uh, they're obviously responsible for a lot of the success uh, that this team had last year. And uh, we look forward to them doing the same as we go forward.
0: All right, that's part one of my conversation with the head coach Josh McDaniels called The State of the Team. A big overview of his arrival here with Dave Ziegler and how he put the roster together when we come back. Part two of that conversation as we talk more and more about position groups and his vibe going forward here. He's in a really good place. We interviewed him on the radio yesterday. This was on the TV side and the streaming side and I think the coach has now checked all the boxes. He's been here He's had all these press conferences, done some new TV, there's some new Raider television programs at Silver and Black Productions, and he's a part of it all. So it's the Josh McDaniels era, and it begins Sunday against the L.A. Chargers. Our conversation continues next.
2: Welcome back to the JT The Brick Show, brought to you by Resorts World Las Vegas, the newest property on the Strip.
0: JT, back with you as we continue on. I want to thank Tommy White and the 872 Laborers who built the stadium and built a lot of the great venues here in Las Vegas. I'll be with Tommy tonight at the big concert over at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, they are a proud partner of our show and big believers in what we do here. Again, thanks to the 872 Laborers led by Tommy White. You just heard part one. Here's part two of my conversation with the head coach of the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. Well, let's talk about Max Crosby. Wow, what a player. What a life story. What have you seen yeah. in him after getting to know him? Uh,
1: one of the most special guys that I'll ever coach, no doubt. Um, you know, his story is amazing, and he deserves all the credit for that. Um, but what I see every day is amazing from him. Uh, one of the first people in the building, uh, one of the last to leave. doesn't matter what day it is. Uh, it could be an off day. It's, that It's not an off day for Max, you know, so... He takes care of his body. He works hard in the weight room. He's out here in this room and in the, in the turf field by himself at times. You see him late at night. Um, he just wants to be great at what he does, and uh, he's a great, great person. Uh, every he has the respect of everybody in this building, and the way he practices, it's no surprise that he's been as productive of a football player as he has been because he practices every single rep like it's a game, and so he makes everybody better. All right, let's
0: move on to Derek. You knew about Derek before you came here, a big part of that. Yep. What have you learned about Derek since coming here? What's impressed you the most?
1: Well, there's a lot of things. Um, you know, he's obviously he's a, he's a very, very special person, uh, he's a great human being, does a great job of uh, being a, a father, a husband, uh, a leader in here. Um, our guys respond to him. Uh, it's very easy to see that. Um, this guy, is a, he wants to be really good. Um, he works at it, loves football, practices well, practices hard, uh, demands a lot from his teammates, and uh, he's got a lot of the qualities that you need um, to, to lead an organization. And so um it's super excited about having this chance uh, to coach him and, and see where we can take it. The fans love Hunter Renfro. I mean,
0: he's amazing to see what he's done so early in his career. Yep. Tell us a Hunter story since you met him and you've been working him out and practicing him. What's he like?
1: The first time I met him, I, he was coming down the hall and I looked <laughs> at him and I'm like, this can't be Hunter Renfro, is it? <laughs> you know, like like he just, you know, he, he he doesn't look, he doesn't look like this, you know, guy who caught 110 passes. So, uh, but no, he's, uh, he's, boy, is he unassuming and, um, asks great questions, uh, practices well, um, you know, hard worker, a lot of the, you know, all the things that you want a player to be, you know. And uh, his teammates love him. He's out there every day, durable, uh, you know, smaller guy, but, you know, doesn't miss practice, doesn't miss practice reps, takes care of his body, uh, great guy off the field, has a great family. Uh, so, um, no, just those three guys are uh, the epitome of – of uh, this place, and and they've—it's uh, obvious to me that they've—they've uh, they've been a huge part of the success here, and and they're going to be going forward. One follow-up with Hunter—you had some of the greatest slot receivers of all time. What a
0: great opportunity for you with what you've learned in the past, and be able to extend to him.
1: Yeah, it's been great. Uh, he knows that, and he was aware of it before we even got here. But um, you know, he's—he's he's got every film. I mean, he's—he's he's pretty amazing because he'll, you know, either. Walk by me and asked me a question about something he saw from 07, you know, and I'm, I'm like wow. mad at our video guys because they put that on the system, you know <laughs> what I mean? I don't remember those plays in 07, but he's watching Wes Welker and Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola, and I, I don't think he has any Troy Brown film, but, you know, that's a good thing. Um, but he he just he's digesting it, He's he, he just dives in and asks the right questions. He's got such a savvy about himself, and um, to play in there, you know, you, you, the first thing you have to have is courage and uh, because you're going to get hit, and, you know, you, there's a lot of big guys in there. And so he has that, um, no doubt, and uh, he's learning all the nuances of our offense, but uh, it's not hard for him because he knows how to play.
0: Coach, the team showed a lot of discipline. I want to talk about the penalties turnover category. Something you preached, and it worked out.
1: Yeah, we've been working hard at it, uh, going all the way back to OTAs, and uh, you know they've they've adopted the same mindset. You know, they we commit a penalty in practice, and you'll see the player take off and run a lap, and, and no coach has to say anything, you know, because we've tried to. Uh, get them to understand the connection between making a mistake like that and the consequence that you, that you receive in the game. And so, you know, on the practice field, we don't want to just let it go. You know, we want them to understand that there's always a penalty uh, for something like that. So um, they've worked really hard at it. I think they respect how much it can help you win. And, uh, you know, you saw the guys in the preseason, they're trying to play the right way. Tell us about the joint practices and what you saw at practice and how it played over to the games. Yeah, it was... Uh, great two days of work um, you know we knew going into training camp we were kind of counting those two as uh, you know games five and six if you will uh, for the preseason yeah. because we knew we were going to have some really great competition out here on our practice field so um, you know they, they handled it the right way very respectfully uh, physical uh, fast aggressive both teams were no fighting uh, did it the right way and our guys really got a lot out of that. Um, you know, competing against somebody else's players that you don't know necessarily, you don't see every day, uh, it, was a, it was a refreshing thing for our players to have to, you know, have the opportunity to go against somebody else other than their teammates, um, but it was, it, was, it was very worthwhile for us to have that opportunity, and uh, we really appreciate the opportunity to do it with them.
0: Well, last year, the Raiders struggled in the red zone, and you've talked about that, with Derek, Derek was here for that. Yep. What's been working in training camp in the preseason that you believe you're going to fix that?
1: You know, there's a lot of things that go into good red zone offense, but you know, uh, having 11 guys execute the details, um, you know, and we're trying to run good plays, you know, and so sometimes the defenses are going to take things away from you, you know, and and for us, we're going to try to, you know, if they take this away, we're going to try to do that. If they take that away, we're going to try to do this, you know, and um, I think our guys understand what we're trying to get at. Um, Want to be physical and, and try to run the ball in. The easiest way to, to, to score is to just carry it forward and go across the goal line. So uh, you saw us try to do a lot of that in the preseason, and we'll continue to do that in the regular season.
0: All right, Coach, we've got some questions. You ready? I can't wait. All right, our first question from a fan, our PSL holder. The tuck rule play. Yep. Was it a fumble? And keep up the great work, Coach. No question. It was a fumble.
1: <laughs> do
0: I have to say anything else? <laughs> That's it. He's got the Raider gear on. Coach, last week, uh, Bill Belichick, came to this headquarters and I know how much he means to you he called it the Taj Mahal of NFL facilities what's your favorite part of this fabulous building
1: the people Um, I mean I I I literally that's that's it I mean I'd you know when you walk through the halls you see somebody every day that's trying to help you you know and whether it's in the meal room or the equipment room or you know, the people that are cleaning the, the hallways and the offices late at night. I mean, everybody here literally is pulling the rope in the same direction. And I was so impressed with that from the very first time I walked in here uh, and I'm still impressed with it today. But uh, we, there's no question we have incredible facilities and we have no excuses. You know, there's no excuses here. Uh, they've given us everything that we could ask for, uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the people because that's really, they're special.
0: Nicely said. Also, coach the Raider Nation. What does this fan base mean to you?
1: They're different. <laughs> uh, I could tell that right away. Uh, the first preseason game at Allegiant. Uh, I, I said it after the game. I had never been in a preseason game like that. Yeah. You know, uh, just the energy, um, the enthusiasm, uh, their commitment to us. Um, you know, you feel it, and it's real. And uh, you know, I've I've gone you know a couple different places across the united states in this calendar year and there's raiders everywhere you yeah. know and you see the gear and you see the hats and you see the sweatshirts and it's like you, d- you didn't know that you know i didn't know that before and so uh, just to be a part of this uh what a privilege um you know what a blessing to have the opportunity to coach their team
0: and i'm happy you said that about it It was a preseason game it was packed packed it was i looked down from the field and saw the upper deck packed and you'll be coaching a regular season home game how excited are you the Death star allegiance stadium to be there for the regular season
1: i i have watched some of the tv games from last year just to get kind of an idea yeah uh you know in the the last regular season game against the chargers i mean the oh. the decibel level was was climbing pretty high so uh there's no doubt that this is going to be a great uh home field advantage for us i uh, look forward to performing well for our fans here in a few weeks coach another question from the fans what is still keeping you up at night as you
0: prepare for the new season
1: not much because i we, we don't go home till late and yeah, then we sleep up a couple a hours and we get back up and come back and do it again but you know i i it's different um you know i'm i'm not old but i'm maybe old in football years uh 46 and and i'd say i've learned to be more patient with the process so like we didn't have a perfect practice today but i don't know how many perfect practices i've ever been a part of and so I kind of take each day with a grain of salt and understand that there's an opportunity to learn from the things that we didn't do right. And so when we leave at night, put yesterday in, a, in you know away and then come in the next day with a refreshed outlook and then try to get better today you know and that's really what our focus is on and I think our players have adopted that same mindset. Coach, the last month of
0: August was amazing. I saw you on the sideline in Canton, and you had family there, and it meant a lot to you. Mm-hmm. And the Raider family, it was about Cliff Branch. Yep. And then we go to 300, 300 alumni on the field and coming back. Yep. You saw all of that in a matter of one month, and you're the new head coach. What did that mean to you, seeing all of that in a matter of 30-plus days?
1: It was really special to have the opportunity to go and, and support Cliff and his family and, and Richard uh, and yeah. his family. Uh, both of them going in as former Raiders, um, you know, and that was uh, a really neat experience for me to have a chance to be in my hometown. I've never done that in 21 years in the NFL, and so what a what a cool opportunity uh, to coach my first game as a Raider coach, you know, back in, in my hometown, but um, the alumni the other night, and then I got to go to the function the next, the next day. Um, I mean, I'm just, my eyes were like this big, you know, I'm meeting people, and I'm going, oh my gosh, you know, so um, they were the ones that laid the foundation. You know, they've, they're have they responsible for this. That's what I tell our players all the time. Like, they set the standard. The commitment to excellence that we talk about, they are that. You know, so, um, just, we revere them and uh, I, I've, I've really, you know, dove into the history of the game of football since I was a young kid and to actually have an opportunity to meet some of those people and see them up close in person, um, what a tribute the other night that we had them here at the game.
0: And the fact that Canton went into Vegas you know your history and playing and we talked about your dad and your family so you got a full circle and I could tell you took it all in.
1: Yeah it was uh you know I I I was trying to enjoy every bit of it um you know certainly enjoyed watching our players compete all preseason long but having a chance to do that with my family there uh you know football family we talk about that a lot.
0: Well everyone let's thank the head coach again one more time for joining us here tonight. Thank Thank you coach. Thank you. All right, that's Josh McDaniels, State of the Team. You can find that on YouTube, on the Raiders.com website, and I'm sure they're going to tweet it out over the week here. He gave us a lot. I mean, the coach has been available, and the coach has been busy, and the coach, remember, he's got a family, wife and kids, and moved everybody here, and he's been he's not overwhelmed, I can tell you. He looks really comfortable, but now he's got to go win some games. <clears throat> want to thank all of our proud partners here as we head into the weekend. Modello, what a job they do for us. Golden Entertainment, all the PTs, the M Resort, Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, Remy Martin, Team Up for Excellence, Resorts World, the 872 Laborers, Sam and Ash, Virgin Hotels Las Vegas. That's why I'm here every week because these these partners mean everything to me. Put us on the radio. Hey, go Bishop Gorman. What a payback game. Against Hamilton from Chandler, Arizona, after that brutal loss last time they played him. That's tonight over at Fatita Field. Heading to the concert tonight, Sunday at the M for the pre and post. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks, Damon, for running the show.